What is up, ghouls and goblins of the interwebs? It is your BFFs back at it again with another Buy It, Try It, or Deny It podcast. As always, it's the same three people on our podcast. It's Haley. Hi, I'm here. And then we have Brennan, as always. Yo. And Mike. Sup? Okay, 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 okay now. So, let's start off with last month's reviews, real quick. So, we're going to talk about Gears 5 first. Third person shooter, you already know that, came out on September 10th. It came out on Xbox and PC. It has an 85 on as a meta score and a 8.6 as a user score. So, from this, I'm assuming people liked it. It went over fairly well. It performed about where I thought it was going to perform. I don't even really know too many people that bought it or played it. I don't know. I'm like, I was kind of shocked by the number, to be a little honest. Um, like, it was higher than I thought it was going to be. Only because, like I said, I don't really know that many people that have stuck with the franchise for this long. Um, but if it's that good, then I was going to say maybe they'll continue the series, but I don't know if, I, I don't know how this one ends. So I don't, I don't know if that's just a rabbit hole. I'm looking at the Metacritic page and there is a lot of just positive tens, tens, nineties. 80s, high 80s, 100s. So, like, I watched part of it and I thought it was, it's, it's really pretty. It's a very gorgeous game. Um, I'm not really big into shooters, so I didn't play this, but I mean, the story was really interesting. I watched the whole entire game being played, so. I mean, oh, you had, did? You did watch it? Yeah. I watched the oh, Rat wow. Brat because go to him for like everything but yeah i i watched it. it i thought it was really good it's like i said it's not something i'd play because i'm not a fan of shooters personally because i suck and i'm really really bad at aiming my thumbs don't cooperate together but that's a different story but yeah i thought it was good i thought it was really good like the art style was really pretty and i thought the story was interesting if like games like this like that i won't play i always watch them at least through um to give them some attention even though i didn't purchase them and plus like games like this like i've watched i watched the previous one too um so i was interested in this one but i don't really know it in depth enough to completely like understand the story and like all the lore deeply but it's still a pretty cool cool story that i was able to jump into it at least like follow it throughout the whole game honestly that makes so much more sense to me like let's plays and watching people play through games nowadays because most of the narratives and a lot of just how shots are structured in the games they're, they're just very cinematic like it's just, i feel like I, I think of uncharted uncharted to me is almost like a movie series because i've never actually played them but i've seen cutscenes and stuff i same thing with metal gear solid i can watch metal gear solid like a movie but when i start trying to sneak around i i just i can't but it's partly because video games now are just so movie-esque that it's like sometimes almost more enjoyable to end up watching them than actually playing them i don't know if you guys do this but i do this sometimes if there's a game coming out that i'm interested in but i don't feel like watching a 70 part series on the whole entire game i'll look up like 
the game's title and then like cutscene movie and there are people out there who take all the cutscenes from video games and then piece them together in one long movie. I did that with uh, Catherine, the, the game Catherine, because I, I thought the puzzle thing was stupid. Um, apparently it's not stupid. But watching that shit like an anime was so much fun. <laughs> it was so great. Totally recommend. Honestly, I've seen that. I I only watch games that I'm not going to play, and I'm thinking of getting Gears on PC, so I did not watch it. Buy it, Mike. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um, like I said, the Coalition's pretty solid when it comes to Gears, so I kind of thought that, you know, this is going to be a good game. I'm surprised I haven't put anything else out besides Gears, because I feel like this is a company that I'd like to see branch out into other games. Um, so, I'm, I'm just very curious to see if they do ever make anything besides Gears in the future. They're kind of like Game Freak, or Game Freak only does Pokemon, so... Mm, yeah. I mean, but how many... Pokemon's forever, how many Gears games can you make until <laughs> you get fucking bored? I don't know, it just depends how long Coalition can keep rocking it. Well then. I don't think it's ever gonna not be fun to chainsaw someone in half with your assault rifle. I mean, you know? true. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's like the tightest shit ever. That's like the only thing that I took away from the gear series. It's just that there's an there's a chainsaw at the end of the rifles and you just cut people in half. And that's an 85 right there for me. So like go for it. <laughs> Something all games need to have. Rifles with chainsaws. Basically. Except for Animal Crossing. Why not? No, Animal Crossing needs that shit. <laughs> for but the really hard. Being an asshole. Bitch, you stepped in my flowers, now you gotta die. That's what the net is for, what are you guys on about? Okay, uh, anybody got anything else to say about Gears 5? <coughs> okay, after that we'll move on. <laughs> um, I know Reddit's super excited for this, we have Borderlands 3. Um, now this is the average of the PC, Xbox One, and PS4 versions, correct? Yes. Cool. So, no, no, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Is, or, or is it just consoles and PC? I think it's console and PC. Those yeah. things. Um, so the average meta score taken across all three of those is 82, with an average user score of 5.4, which is fairly surprising because there is a very large difference between uh, uh, how high those numbers sit on a, uh, on a scale. Oh, um... Yeah, you go, Mike. I'm well, gonna I was about to say, say yeah, that. when I saw the difference between the meta score and the user score, I was actually really surprised. I just, like, okay, so to me, Borderlands 3 is probably the best in gunplay, a variety of weapons, and I'll say the customization of your character, only because you're allowed multiple different action skills, and that's really the first time that Borderlands has done that. Outside of that, though, I don't want to say it's not good. It's just different. Like, the writing is different. Um, the map UI, very different. Um, what else is different? Um, uh, performance and optimization on PC has been kind of subpar in my experience. Uh, I had a lot of trouble just getting the game to run at a stable 60 frames per second. Even having like a decent computer, a decent graphics card, it 
decent CPU. I just I had a lot of trouble. It took a lot of internal tinkering, uh, messing around with like the Windows, stupid Windows game bar shit. Uh, I'm I'm still reaching points where the game will just dip in frames. Um, assets just won't load. I'm, and I'm trying to enjoy this game so much because when it actually runs, when it actually plays, it is some of the tightest shit of all time in terms of gunplay. You know, playing as Flak, having a monkey with an SMG who's shooting guys while you're invisible, um, and fucking like, sh- oh man, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say fuck. Um, you know, you're just sliding into a guy and you pull out a shotgun. And you shoot him once and his body like explodes and ragdolls and you shoot him again and just pops of his parts of his body just fly everywhere. And you're a character who's voiced by ProZD, who's one of my favorite YouTubers of all time. He just says some some shit and it's great. And yeah, but and then they start making fart and poop jokes. And I'm like, I'm not 14 year, you know, I'm not. Damn. Do you feel that way, Mike? Like. Am I alone in that? Um, I agree when it wasn't dipping. It was like the, the gameplay is solid. But yeah, the jokes can get a little too juvenile. Yeah, like there was one there was one side quest where a character is like, go get me my coffee. I, I can't I can't do anything without my coffee. And I was like, I get it. They're making fun of the people that are like, oh yeah, don't talk to me unless I've had my third cup of coffee. Um, but they're actively like doing it while they're parodying it. And I feel like because they're not parodying it well enough, it's just coming across as itself, just annoying people talking about coffee. And so I was just rolling my eyes the whole side quest. I was like, well, (laughs) whatever. But I mean, again, I feel like to, I guess, play devil's advocate with myself. I feel like the reason that, you know, at least for me, the reason that I play Borderlands and the reason that I play games like Diablo is for the mindless killing and looting and progression and customization, not the story. Um, Borderlands 1 story wasn't really great. Borderlands 2 story was pretty fantastic, but I think that that was like a, a very high bar to set and something really difficult to replicate, especially since they got rid of most of the writing staff like a couple years after Borderlands 2 had released. Um, I could be wrong about that. I did not fact check that. I'm just spitballing here. But obviously we knew that the game wasn't going to be as written the same. But God damn, there's no Handsome Jack. And it's just a really high bar to set. And even with Diablo, man, I can't tell you what happens in Diablo. Can't. I've played that game through... Maybe a dozen times. Both two and three. Could not tell you what happens in either of them. But I can tell you how much fun I had doing spin to win barbs, you know, rolling high tier uh, riffs, greater riffs with my friends. Like, so all of these complaints about Borderlands with the narrative and its story and its writing. And I just want to throw that away and say, man, this is the best gun shooty game I've played in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I normally don't like shooters, but I mean, I enjoyed Borderlands 3. Yeah, I read your review. You seem to really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I really didn't get as much dipping and all that. I got more bugs on my playthrough. Really? That's interesting. I got yeah. less bugs, more more 
performance issues. But like, like, what kind of bugs did you run into? I'm just curious. Like, the main one was I would show up. It would be quest we had to kill somebody, and I would show up, and the person I had to kill would not come out. Oh, that is like the worst kind of bug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a fun one. Yeah, yeah. So there were a few times I had to restart and redo the whole thing to get to that point again. Sucks. Did you did you finish the game? No. <laughs> yeah, neither have I, to be honest. And I, I don't know why I haven't either. I think Dragon Quest came out and that took my life. So Is there an actual ending? Dun dun Yes. Dun. I don't I don't know. Yes and I don't know. Well, you know, we have all the facts <laughs> here on Game Luster, you know. Very credible source. <laughs> we have all the answers come to us for everything. I'm joking. Yeah, we're uh we're the experts, so Definitely. It's, it's a slow burn. I'm taking my time, okay? <laughs> I got distracted with something else so for I like mean, a week. It so. happens. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I heard a lot of hype about Borderlands 3 when, like, before it came out. And then when it came out, it was just like, mm, yeah, it was okay. And that's that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm not really too I wasn't really too shocked. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a bit shocking to see a 5.4. But honestly, I, part of me kind of understood it from the optimization standpoint. Like I've got a friend who he like bought the game and he can't even run it. Like it's just oh, it's op, it's optimized so poorly that he just cannot run it partially you know that's on him it's and it's on his rig but but at the it, same exact time like it, it i feel like nowadays there there shouldn't be these issues exactly like exactly. They, they should be yeah. taken care of when the game comes out like it, it just should be fixed and it should be accessible and we shouldn't be having these frame dropping issues that plague a lot of games nowadays and i i just don't understand it maybe it's just oh what's the word like uh like i don't know if it's just like encroaching deadlines and them not being able to finish things or whatever it is but you know if you i don't think anybody would care if you delayed a game just to make it better and i feel like that's something that um companies should be taking into consideration like don't rush your product just don't don't do it if you need more time take the time that you need to make it good to make it better so that everyone can actually play it and nobody's gonna sit there and badmouth your game totally agreed yeah so i like i don't know i hype from the past games i thought you know borderlands is like really cool everybody loves it and then seeing this user score and i'm just like wow like huh that's uh a little shocking, but I mean, hopefully they put fixes in place eventually. These things can be fixed, and hopefully they just do better next time if there is a next time. Uh, the way it's sold, I'm pretty sure there'll be a next time. Like, it sucks to actually have to say that, but not much you can really do if. When I say that's just the truth. Yeah. Huh. Okay, guys. Well, Brendan, you can stop crying now. It's okay. I'm not crying. It's it's not. The worst thing. I'm not in crying. The world. You're crying. It's just, it's just a little. It's just a little annoying, you know. It's just, a, it's just, especially. But I feel like I feel like those <laughs> issues are issues that can be fixed, and issues that turn off 
players from games nowadays. Like, if your game's not optimized, nobody's going to play it. Like, if I go into one section and I'm like, wow, damn, this game is gorgeous, and I go into the next se section and I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? I don't want to be looking at that for a 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 hour plus gameplay. Like, it, I, it, I'm going to stop playing it. And then I'm never going to fucking pick it up again until it gets fixed. And if it doesn't get fixed, then guess what? I'm never going to play it, and I'm never going to buy any of their games after that. Because they've already shown that they can't optimize a game well. They can't make a game well. I'm not spending $60 on a game that's not finished. Looking at you, Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> but it's it's just the truth. I mean, you take that for example, while that had a lot more issues, and very different issues probably from uh, Borderlands, it's still a game that gets shit on because it was poorly optimized. Uh, Ubisoft had to make a full like 360 and come back with a whole new Assassin's Creed to get out of the hole that they dug themselves in and I, I just don't want to see that happen to Borderlands because it seems like a lot of people love Borderlands so don't don't make a Ubisoft mistake Yeah. hashtag don't be Ubisoft JK love you Ubisoft you get a lot of my money please don't hurt me um <laughs> lastly it's like I have to beg to the gods like please take my money accept my money after I badmouth you um, we're going to talk about Code Vein super quick um, average score across PC, Xbox and PS4 is a 70 for the meta score and then average user score is a 7.7 .7. it's just anime Dark Souls yeah basically <laughs> And you have it here. Podcast is over. It was anime Dark Souls. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it has some really interesting ideas, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've heard it's got enough to differentiate itself, but at the end of the day, it's anime Dark Souls. Like these, I'm not entirely sure. I should have should have done my research, but this looks like. Or at least this reminded me a lot of God Eater, God Eater 3 specifically, and how the relationship between God Eater 3 and Monster Hunter, that's essentially what God Hunter 3 is. It's just some, it's just anime Monster Hunter. Um, and that's what Code Vein was to me. I was like, this is just anime Dark Souls, and it's going to be all right because they share the same or maybe some similar gameplay loop. You know, finding difficult enemies, fighting, finding bonfires, like upgrading your weapons, etc., etc. Um, so it's going to be passable when it comes out. But then that's it. You know, it's it's. I guess I want to know is is it standing on its own right now because it's part Dark Souls or because it can differentiate itself enough from Dark Souls, but not enough. I don't know. I feel like. If you're called, or if people are calling you, maybe we're the only ones calling it Anime Dark Souls. Probably not. But you never know. We're definitely not. No, we're not. <laughs> Damn. We're too late on I read that some, I, read some of the, I read some of the reviews. We're not. Oh, shit. We're late. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like I feel like that could be taken as a good and like a bad thing. Like, uh, Dark Souls is a very... I would... I guess it's kind of popular. I know it's it's a very good game. A lot of people really like it. It's praised for being very, very hard. So if you excel at that, go you. 
But it's the same exact thing. Like, do you want to be compared to Dark Souls? Like, is that something you really want to put yourself up against and for the rest of its lifetime just be second place to Dark Souls? And that's that's at least what you just said. I feel like that's reflected in the meta score, honestly. Like, I feel like a lot, like, people who like Dark Souls, like, clearly I can, I feel like I see those people in the user score. Um, and I feel I like mean, I get that in the meta score as well, but I feel like in the user score, that's more so where I see those people that really liked Dark Souls. My problem, too, is that I'm someone that if I play Dark Souls 2, the whole time I'm playing that game, I'm like, man, I could be playing Dark Souls right now. So just imagine what I'd be thinking if I was playing Code Vein. Man, I want to play Dark Dark Souls Souls right now. (laughs) You guys said that at the same time. That was insane. We're we're connected, same brain. I mean, I like the anime twist. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like it's a lot more inviting than Dark Souls. Dark Souls is very gritty, very dark, very like, I want to play this with the lights on just because I'm a little bitch. But I feel like this game is a lot... (laughs) Like, it's a lot more inviting. So people that maybe you didn't get before who wanted to play Dark Souls but were turned off by the art style or whatever it was, I feel like those people would probably gravitate towards this, especially if they're into that anime art style. Um, honestly, I am going to pick up Code Vein eventually, and a good chunk of it is the art style. I feel like it is like this weird mix of like Bloodborne, Bloodborne and Souls. Yeah. With with an anime like overlay or something, at least with the characters especially. Cause there seem to be a lot of like old timey late eighteenth century English, you know, clothes and whatnot, but the environments and the enemies were very much very much Dark Souls in that they weren't really they weren't necessarily like natural looking. I feel like a lot of Bloodborne was very beast oriented, where Souls is like fucking anything so that's where yeah it it definitely looks really nice great so we all agree that we like anime styled things yeah pretty much anime is tight yeah (laughs) anyway um so if you've made it through that portion that's great you got to listen to us ramble um i hope you loved it but here's the main course here's what you're all here for games that are coming up in October. I wanted to say September. Who am I? You're just living in the past. Do we wake up Green Day? I don't think so. That's okay. Let him sleep. Okay, so, first game that we're talking about is... <laughs> oh, I'm gonna butcher... Is it pronounced medieval? But just... Yes, yeah. Okay, great. Um, It's an action-adventure game. Its developer is Other Ocean Emeryville. That's a name for a developer. It's published by Sony, and it's coming out on the 25th for PS4. Fun fact! Medieval originally released on the PlayStation 1 back in 1998. I was like three or four, maybe. Uh, let me do some quick maths. I was was three. three. Yeah. You youngest. Uh, Wow. Yeah, Mike's pretty old, so like, Mike... Like you, you've you've played this game, right? Can we, can we yeah, get I that played, out of the way first? Yeah, I played it back in the um nineties when it came out. Damn, Mike's as old as dirt. So, Mike, you should already know this then. So it's not so much a fun fact for you, but this was a fun fact for me. 
Get this, okay? The original game that came out in 1998 was originally developed by a company known as Gorilla Cambridge, but at the time they were known as SCE Studio Cambridge, right? So these guys made Frogger in 1998. So you know that this game is going to be tight as shit. I mean, it's it's just a remake of the 1981 arcade game made by Konami, but come on, it's Frogger. Um, and they also ported over a little big planet to the PSP, so that's cool too, I guess. But like, fucking Frogger, dude! They ported, they remade Frogger, and no, yeah, they remade Frogger. Okay, they remade that masterpiece. So if they can remake Frogger, I'm pretty sure they can remake Medieval. This now just turned into a Frogger podcast. Welcome. Hey, Frogger's badass. Tight shit. Um, but yeah, because I played it, and I think that's going to be the appeal of this game, is the people who played it back then. Yeah, totally get that. Totally kinda like, get that. Kind of like the, when they redid Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Um, you know. Yeah. It's more of a nostalgia thing, you know, because those were the games you played back then. You want to play them again, so they just remake them. Yeah, I feel like Sony's doing that a lot more now. Like, we're seeing a lot more um, older games being remade, and I really like that because not everyone has a PS1 system. Like, you can't find all those old games out there anymore. So I like that they're bringing them out for the new generation to to play and have fun with again. And I think my favorite thing about these remakes is that they're, at least to me, they're like proper remakes. Like, they're almost a one-to-one recreation of the original game. Uh, maybe not one-to-one, but you know what I mean. Like, it, it's pretty much the same game now like the spyro game that you get today is pretty much the spyro game that you got back in the day just looks nicer right like so you know when you're buying this game you know exactly what you're going to get and to me i feel like that's a really cool it's a really cool feeling you know looking at Link's awakening and going that game is the same game that came out nearly 20 years ago and i feel like that's just a very even if you haven't played the original feel like you still have to kind of appreciate the kind of work that goes into something like that and i feel like it's that nostalgia factor too like um you have somebody like mike who played the old one who can now go back and play this new one that's basically the same thing as the old one and be like well damn i remember sitting in my bedroom when i was 10 years old going like wow this game's so cool um so I feel like that adds a level to like why these games are so popular and the hype of like bringing them back and things like that. So this is so much like having having played the first one when this was announced. Did you immediately like feel like a, like a kid again? I was like, huh, I remember that. <laughs> oh, interesting. I wasn't sure maybe if like, this was something like. You know, you were like, oh, I totally remember coming home every day after school and playing this game. Like, it's my shit, you know? Because you know, I, I feel like we all... Like, yeah, I was more like, wow, they're actually remaking that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's almost more funny to me, honestly. I don't yeah, know I was, I mean, Don't get me wrong. I had fun with it back then, but I was like, huh, they're actually remaking that. That's cool. So is that something that you think you're going to pick up if it were to come out? Uh... It's something I'm considering. Out of the three games we're talking about this month, this is probably the one that I'm considering the most. 
Really? Yeah. Huh. Honestly, I buy that. Yeah. I mean, I, I buy your, your explanation. Of I'm game, not buying the no, game, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I have no interest. I, I, man, that game came out in 1998. I was three years old. I had fingers in my mouth at that point. I mean, like, because I had my hands in my mouth all the time, not because... Because he was a baby. Because I was a baby, yeah. That was dumb. Um, <laughs> I mean, nothing has really changed, but okay. <laughs> Roast. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, Brennan has left, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it looks cool. Um, it would be something that I would buy if it was a Friday night and I was extremely bored out of my mind and I was like, hmm, this looks interesting. Might as well give it a shot. As long as it's not like a full $60 because I would not spend $60 on this game. Yeah, no, definitely not. Is it is it priced at 60 bucks? I don't even know. I'm going to check right now. Dude, yeah, I, I just made all these notes and I don't fucking read them. $30. $30. Oh, that's a great that's a great price point, honestly. That's pretty, yeah, that's a pretty good price. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. And if you pre-order it, you get some sort of like avatar set. Um, oh. <laughs> For me? Thank you. It is so nice. Wow. <laughs> uh there's a demo, a free a demo if y'all want to check it out on the Sony PlayStation Store. Um, so, I mean, go give it a shot. I mean, you can always... I like that you can try it before you buy it because, I mean, $30 isn't a lot, and I definitely agree that it's a good price point, but still, that's 30 goddamn dollars. I mean, 30 bucks is making me consider it even more. I mean, why not? I feel like... I whoa, whoa. Cool, cool your jets, man. We didn't even get to talk about the next game yet, okay? <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up because somebody clearly wants to talk about the next game. But, yeah, I feel like $30 is a good price point for these games. Like, if they're going to do more of these, like, remakes, whatever you want to call them, I feel like $30 is a really good price point because it's it's not too expensive they i don't know how much actual work is going into remaking these but i feel like being that it's already basically laid out for them they probably don't have to really do too much i don't know i don't develop games or whatever but thirty dollars nice point uh who's buying it who's trying it and who's just gonna spend their thirty dollars on food food I'm, I'm between try it and buy it i'm voting food Food's always a good one to vote. Uh, I'm going to vote food for now, but if it goes on sale, or if I get bored on that one Friday night, I might buy it. Or try the free demo. I might try the free demo. Yeah, I think people should just try the free demo. Buy it, try it, or try the free demo. Buy it, try it, or try the free demo. Free demo, yeah. such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Uh, let's, let's move along. Let's talk about The Outer Worlds. It's a RPG. It's developers Obsidian Entertainment. It's published by Private Division, and it's coming out on PC, Xbox, and PS4 the same day as Medieval, October 25th. So, you got 60 bucks and you don't know what to spend it on, now you're between these two games. It's gonna be, uh, that's a real, real fight right here which one do i spend my money on 
Have you guys ever heard of a game called Fallout? No. That what sounds like sarcasm. You oh, don't say. let me enlighten you. <laughs> if you really want to know. Wait, side Fallout. note. Wait, side note. I'm on the Outer Worlds Obsidian.net page, and I'm just moving my cursor around, and it's really cool because it has like this 3D-esque like, look to it, and it's just really neat. Okay, go ahead, sorry. Right, keep in your pants, okay? Jesus Christ. <sighs> Rude. <laughs> Fallout 1, right? So, Black Isle Studios makes it. It's eventually the people that founded Black Isle Studios uh, created Obsidian Entertainment. These are the same people that did Fallout New Vegas. These are the same people that did Pillars of Eternity and its sequel, Pillars of Eternity 2, because that's how sequels work. They did the South Park Stick of Truth. They did the South Park Stick of Truth game, um, and they're making The Outer Worlds. And so, um, let's do a little recap. Fallout 1, great game. Top-down isometric RPG that was had a, a focus on characterization, world-building, plot nuclear bombs um fallout 2 same deal same game just a little better and and that's it eventually the the company goes under and it gets bought out by bethesda right and they make fallout 3 which is a first person you can play a third person but if you do that you're a loser um not really i'm just calling sorry for calling you a loser just now um damn we just let us off at audience I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> it went from a first person RPG. Uh, and while it still retained most of what made Fallout Fallout, um, it wasn't until the game within the same, under the same engine, uh, Fallout New Vegas came out, where Obsidian really showed off what they could do when they had a proper, a proper engine, a proper setting. And just free reign to do whatever they wanted. They really made Fallout New Vegas definitive Fallout experience within the 3D space. Non-isometric. Blah. And then Fallout 4 came out, and they had a voice protagonist, and they took out voice uh, text box. So, needless to say, you pretty much had yes, no, sarcastic asshole answer, and, and question. Those were your four options, because there's only four choices for some reason um so when this game first was announced and your character had text boxes come up when you talk to another npc i almost shit myself i was like no that is absolutely archaic we cannot have this we need to have voiced npcs that just say the same yes no bullshit answer every time um I don't know if you know, but I'm completely joking. I nearly lost my shit. I had never been so excited to see a text box in my entire life. <sighs> that was really all I wanted to say. All I want to say is that this game has text boxes and Obsidian's going to destroy Fallout 76, Fallout 4, Fallout butthole, dude. I'm done with Bethesda, okay? I'm giving all my money to Obsidian Entertainment now. And don't you forget it. They'll remind you that they are the original makers of Fallout, and most of their advertising, they mention it. And I feel like you can tell. You can tell in the writing, the humor, how the game looks and feels. I think that they really took a solid amount of inspiration from Fallout 3, from Fallout New Vegas, and just took it into their own setting. And I feel like in a space 
outer worldy kind of setting that they can do a lot more. They have a lot more free reign with their creativity. They're not bogged down by hundreds of years of lore that um, that they had essentially, you know, had been working with. And now they have nothing but the stars. And I am so excited to see what these guys do. Um, I cannot wait. I'm watching a trailer right now, and I can definitely see the resemblance between Fallout. Um, but it's really colorful. Like, this game is like, it has a lot of very vibrant, bright colors. And I really like that. Can we play this game in third person? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't actually know. I don't. I hope you can. I mean, because while I was kind of quasi shitting on that before, I mean, the third the third person is obviously the best way to look at your character and to admire the character that you've built. You know, I mean, there's a purpose for it, but I don't know. I, I, I genuinely hope so, though. I feel like if you can play if this is playable in third person, I actually might give this a shot. It's after after just coming off of playing Pillars of Eternity, um, also made by Obsidian. I I'm just curious to see where they're going with these stories. I am just a total fan of pretty much any kind of story that they've sat down and told me. Um, anything from Fallout, you know, and all of its DLC. Some of that DLC was some of the best shit ever. Lonesome Road. After playing the whole game and finding out that, you know, you're a courier and the courier and that there are other couriers and you find one and you realize that a lot of the events of the game ended up making his life a lot worse and you have this final cinematic battle. Even in Pillars of Eternity, there's some really head spinning moments where the characterization is just on point and also haunting at times. Like, some of the side quests that I was getting into in those games were really messed up and it was great. It, the, it never felt more like a real world. Um, I've played a lot of RPGs that claim that they're quote living, breathing worlds, but I feel like the best way you can convince me of that is to tell a proper story. And these guys, in my opinion, do that very well. What are your opinions, Mike? Yeah, I'm keeping my eye on this. This looks like Fallout's goofy cousin, but I say that kind of in a good way it's because it looks like you know a fallout that's not taking itself seriously that i you know kind of want to play just watching the gameplay the gameplay does look pretty solid text boxes man and there's there's text boxes you can you know yeah who the hell cannot want to play a game with text boxes i mean people used to shit on them people used to shit on them and then they took them away gave us voice protagonists and now look at where we are that's all i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously voice protagonist is the worst thing ever get rid of it unless Um, you're shepherd i guess yeah commander shepherd um (laughs) but yeah outer worlds does look interesting i don't know what else to say about it it just looks interesting to me and the fact that's being done by obsidian you know kind of gives it some brownie points so the big question here is Buy it, try yes. it, deny it. All of them. Yes. Wait, you're not going to play it? <laughs> Wait, no. Buy it. He's going to buy it. He's going to try it. And when he's done with it, he's going to deny it. He like, bitch, <laughs> I don't want you anymore. <laughs> I'm try it. Um, I think I'm going to try it too. It looks interesting. I'm very... I was never interested in Fallout. Like, I was always interested in, like, the lore of the vaults and things like that. But this one I actually caught, like, I actually want to play it. So I think I'm definitely going to try it. Okay, guys. 
down to the last game. Are we ready for it? Dun 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 dun. Oh, wow, guys, thanks a lot for not getting the <laughs> reference. You're so helpful in this. Anyway, the last game we have on the agenda for today before we wrap it up is I don't know. I don't know if anybody's excited for this. If you're excited for this, well, I guess you should leave the room. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, the game that I don't know if anybody actually asked for. It's an action adventure. It's developed by Next Level Games, publishers of Nintendo. Duh, it's named Luigi. And it's coming out on October 31st, which is Halloween. Fitting for the Switch. Is that one that is? Yeah. Damn. I always thought it was November 1st. Um, November 1st? Yeah, I thought it was November 1st because that's normally... Nintendo games normally come out on Fridays, but I guess because it's Halloween, they're yeah. making a special exception. I feel like... I definitely understand why they'd want it to come out on the 31st. Like, spooky. But I... I can already tell you off the bat, it's a deny it for me. I had the first Luigi's Mansion, and I tried to play it, and I just didn't get it. So then I just gave up, and I was like, I don't like this game. Okay, bye. I like the first one. Um, Didn't play the second one. And looking at this one, um, I was watching the trailers. I think it's cool that there's a lot of different um, areas. Like, they had a pyramid. You know, they had a dance club. But... After playing the first one, I was kind of like, I don't know if I could do any more Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, it's like, how how many times can you make the same game and only, like, optimize it maybe a little bit besides adding new places? Yeah. Is the whole slime guy new? Oh, Gooigi? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I guess that could be interesting as well. Yeah, the multiplayer does look fun, um, which is a draw for a lot of Switch games. Is It has fun multiplayer. Um, but... Up to eight players. But I don't know if the multiplayer is enough to drag me in. I didn't really ever see this as, like, a multiplayer game. Like, I I think it's cool that they're making it a multiplayer game, because, like you said, like, the Switch... When I think of the Switch, I think multiplayer games. But at the same exact time, I'm just like, up to eight players? Like, that's a lot of fucking people. So, what the hell is in here that you can do eight players with that's actually going to be fun and not going to be boring as hell in the same, like, five mini games over and over again? Plus, I could barely get four people on the couch. How the hell am I going to get eight? We don't have that many friends. Exactly. <laughs> I hate when games are like, you can play with eight different people. I'm like, I only know, like, two. Come on. I only <laughs> have two hands and two feet. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, you have anything to say about it? I have never played a Luigi's Mansion game in my life. That being said, ah, yeah, it's a game, and it's got Luigi in it, and apparently he's visited two other mansions, and he's going to a third one. But apparently not really, he's going to other places, not just mansion, but I don't know, man. The Luigi thing looked kind of cool, but this was one of those games where anytime it came up on the direct, I went to the bathroom. Not because I don't like it, it Just made me physically sick. It was a convenient bathroom break at the time. I have nothing against it, but nothing for it. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if if you like this game, you've probably played the past ones. So, I mean, all the more power to you. It's never been a game that I've been interested in. Uh, clearly, some of, clearly, clearly, all of us agree. Um, so, I guess we can all collectively say that this is a pass yep i still think that 
it's gonna sell well. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 a, it's it's Nintendo. I get it, but I feel like Luigi's Mansion is very much a, a I want to say like a niche title. Like if you like it, you really like it. Otherwise, you're like us, where you're just like, yeah, whatever. Because I do know some people that were extremely excited about this title, but not too many. So I imagine it'll still sell well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Now shut up. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's wrap it up. Okay, anybody have any last-minute thoughts, um, phrases, sayings, shout-outs, whatever you wanna, whatever you wanna call it? If you have a Nintendo Switch and you haven't played the Dragon Quest Eleven demo, I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I've been playing Dragon Quest every night for like an hour before bed for the past couple nights, and my life has taken a, a positive turn. <laughs> it's made me a play, new person. Play Dragon Quest Eleven. Brands we do an infomercial for Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm not even kidding. Like I had no idea. I haven't played a Dragon Quest game in my life until a couple days ago. And holy shit, dude! This is not I've a Dragon Quest podcast. Okay. I know, but you said do you have anything else to say? And Brandon I was like, loves yeah, Dragon I Quest. There we go. Play Dragon not Quest. Yet. Not yet, at least. <laughs> Mike, he got any final thoughts? Play Dragon Quest. God damn it. <laughs> uh, let's do one. Let's do two shameless plugs right now. One, if you're interested in Borderlands Three and you haven't read a review on it, go read Mike's review on our uh, Game Luster page. Check that out. Also. Uh, if you own a Nintendo Switch, uh, play Astral Chain, and then check out my review of yeeting the monsters back to where they came from, because that game's actually a lot of fun. When you're done with all of that, play the Dragon Quest Eleven demo. I promise you it's a good time. If you have money left over. But... It's it's a demo, it's a demo, it's It's free, free. (laughs) and it's literally like the first half of the game, it's like the first ten hours. Like, if it doesn't suck you in then... I, it's it's never gonna suck you in. It, it, great, great investment. Anyway, so go spend your coin on a free demo, and we'll see you in twenty years after you get done with it. Uh, this is Haley and the Motley Crew. That's a D and D reference. But this is Haley and That's the also Game of a band. Oh, wow! Please don't <laughs> copyright strike us. Anyway, the outro for the fourth time. This is Haley and the Game Luster Podcast by Try It Tonight crew signing off. We'll see you next month for some more uh, bullshitting about games we probably won't play. Have a great day. Later. <laughs>